We're so glad you decided to listen to our program today. Our intent is to inform you and to encourage you. This is Are You Listening? with Jeff Archie of International Gospel Hour. In a busy world with lots of distractions, we need to pay closer attention to God. Are you listening to God's Word today? Here's Jeff. Kind friends, let us think about the redemption of Christ and the sin of man. When we look at His birth, according to Matthew one twenty one, concerning Mary, that she shall bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. From his birth, he came into this world to save people from their sins. In his life, in Mark 2.17, Jesus said unto them, They that are whole have no need of the physician, but they that are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. So from his birth, through his life, to save people from their sins. And, of course, his death upon the cross. In First Peter 1, 18 and 19, For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. In Luke 19.10, the Son of Man came into the world to seek and to save that which was lost. From the very outset, dear friends, the salvation from sin and the promise of heaven is only through Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ only. And oh, how we need Christ to redeem us from sin. A thank you to our J-Web and greetings to everyone. Thank you for joining me today on this broadcast. And what I want to do at this point is, if you will, shift gears, so to speak, and consider a little more of the sin of mankind. The late J.W. McGarvey said, So I have come to the conclusion, after a great deal of reflection and a great deal of mental effort, that about the only correct gauge we have with which to measure the enormity or the heinousness of sin is the punishment that God has decreed against it. Consider Luke 12, verses 4 and 5, when Jesus said, And I say to you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body, and after that have no more that they can do. But I will show you whom you should fear. Fear him who, after he has killed, has power to cast into hell. Yes, I say to you, Fear Him. In Matthew 10, verse 28, similar text, And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear Him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Oh, dear friends, such suffering. And I know we will hear, well, you know, hell is not positive. We don't need to talk about hell. It's not an upbeat subject. And according to a survey at pewforum.org, only 58% of adults believe there is a hell. And get this, friends, among so-called religious people. It is all over the chart. It is amazing how those who possess some type of religion and believe in God, would doubt that there will be a hell. Well, dear friends, no matter the opinion or what we think, hell 
It is a reality. Romans 11.22 tells us about God's nature. Therefore, consider the goodness and severity of God. On those who fell, severity. But toward you, goodness. If you continue in His goodness, otherwise you also will be cut off. Dear friends, if we continue in the goodness of God, goodness will come unto us. But if we fall away from God and reject His will, there is a matter of severity, and Paul terms it this way, you will be cut off. Did you know that Jesus spoke of hell more than He did of heaven? That may shock you folks, but it's the truth. And dear friends, The time has come through our broadcast that we need to consider the reality of hell. We will begin our study in just a moment, but from the very outset, the only way one can avoid hell for eternity is to embrace the victory in Jesus Christ. Do you need that victory? Are you sure you have that victory? Let's make it certain, and we offer wonderful free study material that our J-Web will tell you about and how you can receive it. We are so thankful for you, our listeners, and your desire to know more about Christ. Our free study offer on this program is Victory in Jesus, a wonderful study booklet. Please call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and leave your name, address, and just say Victory Study. That's it. Again, call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988. Please leave your name, address, and just say, Victory Study. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com. Click on the Contact tab and leave us the same information, name, address, and type Victory Study in the message box. We appreciate our listeners and your interest in the things of Christ. And now, let's return to Jeff and our study. Let's discuss the reality of hell, dear friends. Number one, it is a place prepared for the unprepared. In Matthew twenty-five forty-one, hell is called an everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. Now, it is not prepared for the Christian. But if one fails to prepare, then hell is where one will be for eternity. Dear friends, God does not want anyone lost. Second Peter 3.9 tells us how the Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us, were not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Well, dear friend, if you have not prepared by obedience of the gospel, is this not enough to convince you that hell is a prepared place for unprepared people? Don't be unprepared. Second, when we consider the reality of hell, it is a place of darkness. In Matthew 25 and verse 30, we learn about the man who hid his talent instead of using them, and or instead of using that one talent man, and he heard this sentence, Cast you the unprofitable servant into outer darkness, there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth, a depiction of great suffering. And the sad thing is, there is no light, which means God is not there. 
1 John 1 verse 5 says, God is light and in Him is no darkness at all. So, dear friends, number two, not only an unprepared place or a prepared place for unprepared people, but, dear friend, there is no God in hell. Now you have access to God. At this point in your life, should we not be prepared? When the opportunity is there, why not? Thirdly, the reality of hell, it is a place that is real and literal. Matthew 13:42 says it is a furnace of fire. And in Mark 9:43 through 48, you and I will notice a statement that is mentioned 3 times. In verse 43, and if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. For it is better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell, into the fire that shall never be quenched, where the worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. And if thy foot offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter halt into life, or lame, than having two feet to be cast into hell, into the fire that shall never be quenched, where the worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. And if your eye offends you, pluck it out. It is better for you to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye, than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire, where the worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. Two things, dear friends. Jesus is not talking about maiming our bodies. He is talking about we want nothing to step in between us and eternity with God. And if there's something that is hindering us, we do need to remove it so that we can be in eternity with the Lord. Secondly, I mentioned there are three statements that are repeated. Verses 44, 46, and 48. Where the worm dies not, and the fire is not quenched. We understand the fire is not quenched. It is eternal. It is everlasting. And even where the worm dies not. Now, why would Jesus say that? Well, keep in mind, dear friends, that Jesus spoke along seashores. He called apostles who were fishermen. People understood where the worm dies in the fire. You take wood to put onto a fire, and a lot of times you will hear the popping and the cracking, and many times those are worms that are shriveling up and dying because of the heat. You take any small worm, I would not suggest you would do this, it's rather cruel, but if you drop a worm into a fire, he sizzles up very quickly. I have found sometimes when rain comes quite strong and the worms come out from the ground that a lot of them look for a dry place. And sometimes I will go out and have to sweep off dried up worms where the sun has hit them and they have shriveled up. Now, dear friends, I'm not trying to be morbid here, but I am trying to be uh, to warn us, if you will, of the seriousness that if we leave this life unprepared, folks, not everybody that dies will go to heaven. Where the worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. That eternal fire, there is no dying within. It is a suffering that is real and literal. Building on that, fourthly, the reality of hell, it is a place of torment and agony. In Revelation 20, beginning with verse 11, and I saw a great white throne in him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. 
And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books, according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. When the Lord returns and this world ends, all will stand before God. Those of us that are living on the earth at that time, those of us who have died, those of us who have died and we have been in the spiritual or the Hadean realm, whether within paradise or rather or rather within Gehenna, wherever we may be, we will all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And those that were in death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. And this says this is the second death. That this is a time where there will be no more life. Now that doesn't mean the person will be annihilated and that's it. The suffering continues forever. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. It's a place of torment and agony. The Father above, the God of all comfort, will not be there. He's the God of all comfort in 2 Corinthians 1 and verse 3. He will not be there to comfort us. Hell is a place where there will be no rest forever. Revelation 14 and verse 11. And remember the example, the worm dies not. Mark 9, 44, 46, and 48. Matthew eight twelve tells us there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And dear friends, when we think about that earlier in Matthew 25 and verse 30, weeping and gnashing of teeth, which means such an unbearable pain, there's nothing that we can do. Why, even Lazarus in Luke 16, or rather the rich man, desired Lazarus to tip, to just tip his finger into water, the very tip of his finger, and cool his tongue. Folks, it would not have gotten the job done, but that's how serious This rich man was. It's a lake which burneth with fire and brimstone. Revelation 20, verses 10 and 14. And burning with fire and brimstone. Brimstone has been akin to like battery acid in a car, in a vehicle, where the battery builds up acid. And if it gets on your skin, it can eat. Now, dear friends, do we want to be in a place that anything is like that? Why, if we happen to do that here, we would go quickly to wash our hands and to get that off of us. Dear friends, the reality of hell, it is a place of torment and agony. It burns with fire and brimstone. Now, we ask here, do we consciously, clearly want to make this decision? Do we want to decline the blessings that God has given us and accept the fate of an eternal hell? Dear friends, we need to think on this. May we learn something better? Now, I know someone says, Wow, Jeff, you're bringing the negative today. Well, dear friends, back to the car battery. For a car to run properly, we've got to make sure the negative and positive terminals are doing just well and just fine on that battery. Well, dear friends, 
Sometimes we have to look at the negative to shake us to the blessings of the positive. And with that being said, let's learn something better. Let us assist you toward making the right decision. And here is our free home study offer. Your friends at the International Gospel Hour are offering absolutely free a Bible study course by mail. You may study in the privacy of your own home at your own pace. Feel free to give it a try. Please call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and leave your name, address, and just say, Home Study. That's it. Again, call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and please leave your name, address, and just say, Home Study. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, click on the Contact tab, and leave us the same information, name, address, and type Home Study in the message box. We'll send it right away. Thank you for your interest in the things of God. And now, back to Jeff. The reality of hell, dear friends. Let's pause here. Note our first four points. It is a place prepared for the unprepared. It is a place of darkness, a place that is real and literal, and a place of torment and agony. Now, number five, the reality of hell. It is a place where the wicked will reside. Listen to these texts. In Second Thessalonians 1, 7 through 9, And to you who are troubled, rest with us, when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels, in flaming fire taking vengeance on them that know not God, and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of His power. Yes, dear friends, those that fail to know God, and that will obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. This teaches us the emphasis and the need to make certain the gospel goes into all the world. Dear friends, we are in a day and age where the gospel can be broadcast and received throughout all the world. Therefore, people can come to know God. It's been said that in some of the areas where maybe the hut or the place a person builds may have a makeshift roof and dusty floors, but oh, they're happy with their life. But a lot of those folks have in their hands, and maybe such are some of you, a cell phone that you can listen to our broadcast through a variety of options. Dear friends, with the Internet, the World Wide Web, and everything going on, people can know God, and it's important they obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Even Peter the Apostle said in 1 Peter 4, verses 17 and 18, What shall be... Or what shall the end, rather, be of them that obey not the gospel of God? And then he tells us how the ungodly and the sinner will appear. Do you think it's important to obey the gospel of Jesus Christ? Without a doubt, and absolutely. In Revelation 21.8, But the fearful, and unbelieving, and the abominable, and murderers, and whoremongers, and sorcerers, and adulterers, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Did you catch that, dear friends? The unbelieving. 
Somebody says, well, I believe in God. Well, will your belief move you to obey God? I know a number of people that believe in God, but their lives spiritually have very little. And absolutely nothing when you think about it. Well, dear friends, unless our belief moves us to obedience, we're unbelieving. And then to think about all liars, adulterers, if we put other things before God, individuals that would put other things before God, before worship, before serving Him, yes, they become our idols because we're looking for the satisfaction from those things. In 1 Corinthians 6, 9, and 10, Paul says, Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God. Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor adulterers, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners, will inherit the kingdom of God. Dear friends, this is serious. And a lot of the things that I just mentioned are accepted as the norm in the world today. But the truth of God, His Word, stands true. Matthew 25, verse 41, refers to the cursed, or absolutely one's last chance. In other words, there were opportunities before them, and they failed to accept them. Is this really what one desires? When we have the opportunity to make our lives right and to live for God, do we really want to turn away when the opportunity is there? We think we may have later, but dear friends, sometimes we find later doesn't come. Number six, the reality of hell. It is a place that is eternal. It is forever. In Matthew 25 and verse 41, as mentioned again in verse 46, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. These shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. Dear friends, if we fail to live a righteous life, if we fail to live a life according to God and His Word, we will go away into everlasting punishment. Not everyone that dies is going to be saved. And dear friends, the theory of we are living on a hell or in a hell here on earth is simply not true, and then when everybody dies, they go to heaven. Dear friends, I have described things to you that we are not going through on this earth. And dear friends, we need to consider these things very carefully. Everlasting life that we learn about in John 3.16 is the same length as everlasting punishment. And again, dear friends, let's be reminded Revelation 14.11 that we mentioned moments ago where there is no rest. Well, the verse tells us they have no rest day nor night. It is forever. Oh, my dear friends, do we really, truly want this? Kind friends, moments ago we offered our free study course by mail. Got something else for you. How would you like to find out some more information, or maybe we can direct you to an online course, or you may want to make uh, have a question or to make a comment or whatever. Our J-Web is going to tell you a little bit about our toll-free number. We'd love to hear from you. What's the quickest way to reach us? That's simple. Call our toll-free number 1-855-IGH-6988. 
to request free Bible study courses, to ask a question, or to make a comment. The number is available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Just leave your message and we will follow up as quickly as we can. That number again is 1-855-IGH-6988 or if you prefer, 1-855-444-6988. Dear friends, as we talk about the reality of hell, no, it's not a pleasant subject, but it is a biblical subject, and God wants us to see the horrendous life for eternity in hell and to embrace what He has placed before us. Hell is truth seen too late. That quote caught my attention. Again, hell is truth seen too late. Once we pass from this life and our destiny is there, it is seen too late. Dear friends, what we've talked about today. If hell is truth seen too late, here's what we'll see there. We will see ourselves unprepared. A place of darkness without God. With real torment and agony for the wicked. It is eternal. It is forever. Through our broadcast today, dear friends, you may want to spend time in our study about the victory in Jesus. Or maybe our free Bible study course by mail to grow in your knowledge. To seek out and to say, I don't want to live a life that's going to send me to an eternal hell. I need to make some things right. And dear friends, when we study together and understand God's will and move swiftly upon doing it, we're not going to deceive you that a quick prayer will forgive your sins when nowhere in the Bible do we find the sinner's prayer. But we do find that if we study the Word of God and search the Scriptures daily, as they did in Acts 17, verses 10 and 11, we will find our answers. Through the Scripture, we understand that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God in Romans 10:17, Based upon your faith, as commanded in Hebrews 11:6. Through our faith, we embrace repentance, as Jesus commanded in Luke 13, 3. To confess Him, to confess Him unto salvation, Romans 10, 9 and 10, and Matthew 10, 32 and 33. And as that eunuch did in Acts 8, 37. Then to be baptized for the remission of our sins, Acts 2, 38. To have those sins washed away, Acts 22, 16. And to begin a new life, a faithful life, Revelation 2, 10. Let's think on these things, and dear friends, thanks for joining me today. I'm Jeff Archie, and dear friends, keep listening. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. We hope, first, that it glorified God, but second, we hope that it edified you. Listen to it again if you need to, or to other lessons in this series by going to the Media tab at our site, internationalgospelhour.com. Oh!